0: CHAPTER Five OF THE BAD LITTLE OWLS This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Heather eny The Bad Little Owls by John Breck. Killer the Weasel Makes a Plan Likewise With a still tongue and a waving tail, watch galloped back from the robin's roost, Bobby Robin flitting along beside him they were hunting trouble and that was the very wisest way in the world to hunt it because the very trouble they were hunting was peering through a crack between two big stones on the bank of dr muskrat's pond it was a little bit of a crack so little you wouldn't think a garter snake could much more than squeeze into it but it held a lot of trouble because trouble is brains not size trouble was the meanest of all the things from under the earth who came up to spoil mother nature's nice plans in the far back first off beginnings of things trouble was killer the weasel with his snaky head and his cruel beady eyes and his conceited smile and he was peering through that crack to see how the woodsfolk behaved before he tried a very funny trick. The wife of the bad little owls had whispered to him. The first thing he saw was watch the dog bounding along with his tail in the air, as though he hadn't a care in the world. "Ho," said the wicked weasel to himself. "That clumsy beast would carry his tail between his legs if he knew I was here." i told you he was conceited the next thing he saw was bobby robin flitting past as careless as a butterfly in a breeze aha said the weasel to himself that foolish bird would set up a fine squawking if he knew i was here wasn't he just conceited then he laid his ear to the crack to hear if they were talking about him but they weren't not a single word it really hurt his feelings that's how conceited he was all he heard was Jake jay waking up in the bottom of the bush where he'd crept the night before what a place to sleep thought the wicked weasel it's a pity i didn't see him Jake gave himself a little shake then he tried to stretch Yuck! he squawked ow my sore wing Oh my cramped claws Whee! my stiff feathers What a noise to make growled the wicked weasel to himself. I don't believe he can fly a little bit. Now that dog will make a quick meal of him. But the dog didn't at all. He just said Here take, let me lick the storness out the way we dogs do. No thanks. Chake almost giggled, but the idea was really funny. I'd never find head nor tail of myself again if you must me up with your great wet tongue. I'd much rather have Dr. Muskrat bring me a blister beetle if he can find one. And the wicked weasel didn't know what to make of that. Jake was sitting on the lowest branch where anybody could have caught him, and Watch wasn't even trying to eat him. Instead of that, He went down by Dr. Muskrat's big flat stone and barked, and instead of diving down to the deepest bottom of the pond and hiding beneath the water lilies, up swam Dr. Muskrat himself, and he flopped on his stone. What's the matter? he asked. Did anyone want me? Yeah, called the bird. I've hurt my wing, and I'm sore all over. I feel like a mouse after a cat has been playing with it you do do you said the good old muskrat flopping over to him well you look as if you've been caught in a hailstorm let's see what's the matter with your flapper Mm. it isn't broken just give it a day's rest how about a blister beetle asked jake i feel scary here on the ground i want to get flying again fine for fur but no good at all for feathers the doctor explained there there don't flutter yourself i guess you had too much party last night by the looks of you you'd better be careful about eatin i recommend a little acid try an ant or two or perhaps you'd like a nice red sumac berry from the quail's thicket i'll cut down a branch so you can reach them. Sumac berry, indeed! You know how Jake loves them! Off he hopped, dragging his wing. Queerer and queerer, thought the bad beast, hiding under the stone. The next thing he saw was Nibble's bunnies trooping down to drink. My, but they made his mouth water, and he could hear all the birds spluttering and splashing at the edge of the sand where it would be easy to catch them. Still, he stayed hidden. But when Stripes Skunk came strolling down with his three fat kittens behind him and the bunnies actually began playing with them, he made up his mind. That little owl told the truth, said the weasel to himself. She said the woods folk were all friends, but I couldn't believe her. Well, if they've made friends with my cousin Stripes Skunk, they'll make friends with me. How nice that will be! they will walk right into my jaws i'll do exactly what the owl told me to her advice is worth having and he began to prick up his ears and carefully slick back his whiskers he didn't have very much elbow room in that narrow crack between the two big stones but the way he managed to fix himself up was surely surprising the wife of the bad little owl would never in the world have known he was the bristly whiskered ruffian with red in his eye she found gnawing a robin in the door of his den when he squeezed through the crack and shook himself he was really a very elegant-looking creature his little ears were perked up as pert as he could prick them his tail didn't stick straight out behind it was all fluffed out and he cocked it up the way chatter squirrel does he didn't slink along like a snake gliding through the bushes he arched his neck and he arched his back and he hopped as neatly as a rabbit i won't say he was comfortable but he really did look handsome well the first beast he met was that very bunny who had been locked up in the cage in louis thompson's cellar good morning miss rabbit He said in his politest voice, Can you tell me where I can find my cousin, Tad Coon? I've come to visit him. He said that because he wanted to find out where Tad was. He was the least little bit scared he might have to be careful about Tad. The bunny opened her eyes very wide. You remember Tad Coon was the fellow who taught her how foolish she was to trust strangers. He told her that his family ate little rabbits if this was a cousin of tad's she wasn't going to risk being eaten she didn't even stop to answer she just flicked her white tail in his very face and made for the pickery things that's funny thought the weasel but maybe she's only young and foolish so he edged along by some tall grass to where stripes skunk was catching some grasshoppers good morning cousin stripes he said i'm your cousin slick he thought maybe he could fool even stripes just a little because he looked so different won't you introduce me to your friends i'm tired of living in the deep woods i want to be good and happy like the rest of you that's what the bad little owl had told him to say stripes was most as scared as the bunny but he could see something the bunny didn't see something the wicked weasel didn't see either For that good old dog watch was standing right behind him, and he looked different too. He wasn't sleek and good-tempered any more. He was red-eyed and bristly, thinking about what the weasel had done to the poor robins. He didn't take a step, or Killer's sharp ears would have heard him. He crouched for a great big spring, and then. End of chapter five.